Good morning. This is Mike with FlexDeckPlayingCards.com, reading the Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park article from Wikipedia, the website for the questions, not the answers. For those, I encourage you to support your local library. History. The Ute Indians had known the canyon to exist for a long time before the first Europeans saw it. They referred to the river as, quote, much rocks, big water, end quote, and are known to have avoided the canyon out of superstition. By the time the United States declared independence in 1776, two Spanish expeditions had passed by the canyons. By the 1800s, the numerous fur trappers searching for beaver pelts would have known of the canyon's existence, but they left no written record. The first official account of the Black Canyon was provided by Captain John Williams Gunnison, in 1853, who was leading an expedition to survey a route from St. Louis and San Francisco. He described the country to be, quote, the roughest, most hilly, and most cut up, end quote, he had ever seen, and skirted the canyon south toward present-day Montrose. Following his death at the hands of the Ute Indians later that year, the river that Captain Gunnison had called the Grand was renamed in his honor. In 1881, William Jackson Palmer's Denver and Rio Grande Railroad had reached Gunnison from Denver. The line was built to provide a link to the Burgoyning gold and silver mines of the San Juan Mountains. The rugged terrain precluded using 4 foot 8 and a half inch standard rail. Palmer decided to go with the narrower 3 foot gauge. It took over a year for Irish and Italian laborers to carve out a 15-mile roadbed from Sapinero to Cimarron, costing a staggering $165,000 a mile. The last mile is said to have cost more than the entire Royal Gorge project. On August 13, 1882, the first passenger train passed through the Black Canyon. The editor of the Gunnison Review Press rode in one of the observation cars, he remarked that the canyon was, quote, undoubtedly the largest and most rugged canyon in the world, traversed by the Iron Horse. We had often heard of the scenery of this canyon, but no one can have the faintest conception of the grandeur and magnificence until they have made a trip through it. It is a narrow gorge with walls of granite rising in some places to a height of thousands of feet. Throughout its entire length, there is probably not a quarter of a mile of straight track on it. It is a serpentine road in every respect, and the curves are frequent and sharp. In hundreds of places the walls of granite are perpendicular, and in many places the roadbed is blasted out in the side of the walls of rock which overhang the track." End quote. He went on to proclaim, quote, "...another such a feat of railroad engineering probably cannot be found in the world, and there is probably no section of Colorado or of the whole country, where such a varied and interesting lot of scenery can be found, end quote. In the hopes of running the railroad through the rest of the Black Canyon, Palmer sent his top engineer, Brian Bryant, on an inner canyon exploration. Bryant set off with a 12-man crew in December 1882, expecting to complete the survey in 20 days. He returned in 68, quote, Eight of the 12-man crew left after a few days, terrified of the task in front of them. 
what the rest of the men saw was spectacular and had never been seen by another human, end quote. Bryant reported that the Black Canyon was impenetrable and that it was impossible to build anything in its depths. Heeding Bryant's advice, Palmer decided to route the railroad south of the canyon, and in March 1883, it completed its connection to Salt Lake City, and for a brief period, the canyon was on the main line of a transcontinental railroad system. While the railroad and early visitors used the canyon as a path to Utah and mines to the southwest, later visitors came to see the canyon as an opportunity for recreation and personal enjoyment. Rudyard Kipling described his 1889 ride through the canyon in the following words, quote, We entered a gorge, remote from the sun, where the rocks were 2,000 feet sheer, and where a rock-splintered river roared and howled 10 feet below a track, which seemed to have been built on the simple principle of dropping miscellaneous dirt into the river and pinning a few rails on top. There was a glory and a wonder and a mystery about the mad ride, which I felt keenly, end quote. By 1890, an alternate route through Glenwood Springs had been completed, and the route through the Black Canyon, being more difficult to operate, lost importance for through trains. The route was finally abandoned in 1955. In 1901, the U.S. Geological Survey sent Abraham Lincoln Fellows and William Torrance into the canyon to look for a site to build a diversion tunnel bringing water to the Upcombre Valley which was suffering from water shortages due to an influx of settlers into the area. Torrance, a Montrose native and an expert mountaineer, had taken part in a failed expedition the previous year, and his experience proved valuable on his second excursion. He opted to bring a single rubber air mattress instead of the heavy wooden boats that had doomed his previous journey into the canyon. They entered the canyon on August 12th, equipped with, quote, only hunting knives, two silk lifeline ropes, and rubber bags to encase their instruments, end quote. After a harrowing 10 days braving rockfalls, waterfalls, and 76 river crossings, they emerged from the canyon with a suitable tunnel site. Construction on the tunnel began four years later and was fraught with difficulties right from the onset, quote, Working conditions at the tunnel were difficult due to the high levels of carbon dioxide, excessive temperatures, humidity, water, mud, shale, sand, and a fractured fault zone. It took the tunneling crew almost one year to bore through 2,000 feet of water-filled rock. The tunnel was driven through granite, quartzite, genus, and shale, as well as layers of sandstone, coal, and limestone. Work on the Gunnison Tunnel was first done manually and by candlelight. One miner would hold the drill and rotate it, while the second miner would use a sledgehammer to drive the drill into the rock. This work required strong, hard-working men. In spite of good pay and fringe benefits, most disliked the dangerous underground conditions and stayed an average of only two weeks, end quote. 26 men were killed during the four-year undertaking. The tunnel was finally completed in 1909, stretching a distance of 5.8 miles and costing nearly $3 million. At the time, the Gunnison Tunnel held the honor of being the world's longest irrigation tunnel. 
On September 23rd, President William Howard Taft dedicated the tunnel in Montrose. The east portal of the Gunnison Tunnel is accessible via East Portal Road, which is on the south rim of the canyon. Although the tunnel itself is not visible, the diversion dam can be seen from the campground. The Black Canyon of the Gunnison was established as a U.S. National Monument on March 2, 1933. It became a national park on October 21, 1999. During 1933-35, the Civilian Conservation Corps built this North Rim Road to design by the National Park Service. This includes five miles of roadway and five overlooks. It is listed on the U.S. National Register of Historic Places as a historic district. Well, that'll make this that for now. Again, this is Mike with FlexDeckPlayingCards.com. As always, I want to thank you for listening. I want to apologize for any mistakes or mispronunciations that I may have made. The words are not my own. This is just a reading of Wikipedia. Thanks again. Have a great day.